the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast. We're talking business and building a culture that's kick-ass. Where we make it happen, grab your seat, let's have a blast. At the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast. Now, hi and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast from TriCrest. Today I have Emma Thomas with me. Hello, Emma. Hello. Um, she is a director at Root Scene, um, uh, amongst other things that we'll go into shortly. Um, but uh, Emma started her life in marketing and has found her way into running a tech business. So it's quite interesting to see how that happened. So Emma, tell me about the moment you ended up in the tech business. Let, let's start with that. Um, it wasn't a moment as such. It was a slow transition over a number of years. Uh, I've worked with um, a variety of tech companies while I was running my own marketing consultancy business. And this was one of the clients I had. So working with them probably over a period of seven, six, seven years, something like that before we then got into the discussion of, well, actually, this could be on a, a, a different, more permanent basis. Um, so that transition to me being full-time director in the business was about two years ago. Wow. Okay. And um, what attracted you to the business and what it does? Tell me a little bit about what it does. So... When I first became involved um, six or seven years ago, the technology and the products that we have now in Rootsine didn't exist. Okay. And that's part of the excitement. It's new cutting edge technology. It uses LiDAR, which is a type of sensor, um, a laser sensor. It uses UAVs, which most people know as drones. We don't do the drones bit, but our product is uh, flown on drones. So it's all new and exciting technology that we are uh, working in. And that in itself is exciting. Mm -hmm. It brings its challenges because we are entering new market markets with new technology that um, people haven't used before. So a lot of it is about educating them into the benefits of why they should think about doing um, something that historically they've done in a very different traditional way, why they even think about doing it in, in a new way using our kit. Mm, that, that's interesting. Who are your clients then? We have a huge range. Um, the main targets for us where we're gaining traction or we've got government agencies. Um, the kit isn't cheap. So mm -hmm. it's for a lot of companies, it's um, a capital expenditure. So it's a, a heavy investment. So government agencies um, where they've got, they can see that they've got the demand for our product and they've got the budget. So that it's, it's a no brainer and a win-win. Then on top of that, there are service providers where they would provide 
the survey service to end users that unlike government agencies don't necessarily have the volume of projects and they don't have the budget to buy outright so then we sell to those service providers typically it's UAV the drone service the companies the pilots or it's survey service traditional survey service companies um, and then they then provide the service oh I see I see and what, what does the, the technology then give the cloud clients or, or allow them to do differently so there's a number of um, uh, interesting aspects to that and um, the first one is that um, it gives them access and the ability to survey in places that they physically would not have been able to do before mm-hmm. either because the area was too dangerous and you just would not send a person um, or the area was small discreet so it wouldn't warrant mobilizing a helicopter or an airplane because right. you know that's thousands of pounds an hour yeah. um, and you just it's it wasn't worth uh, it was cost prohibitive wasn't wasn't worth doing okay. um, or the area was just too too remote so there's there's lots of different factors there where then we fill in a sweet spot so what we're doing is we're not necessarily saying we're taking away business from the um, traditional ways of doing things but we complement it yeah yeah so it's getting to those hard to reach places that traditional surveying methods can't get yes or dangerous hazardous environments where you wouldn't send people okay okay cool so that's a bit of an understanding of the technology from marketing to tech technology i'm i'm curious to know and i'm sure our listeners are curious to know is well, normally I'll ask what the scariest moment in business is, but at this stage, I want to find out from you what, what have been the steepest learning curves making that transition from being a sole trader, a freelancer in marketing to a director of a tech business? Um, the answer might not be what you expect, which was um, it was actually uh, the scariest bit was giving up my own business. Because I had 100% control and where I took that business was up to me. Mm -hmm. That was the scariest thing because I'm now in a bigger business with huge potential. It's not just me. And therefore, um, there's lots of dependencies on other people. Mm. Well, it was it was literally just me before, so you know, and the buck stopped with me, and my decisions stopped with me. So this is very different. That that was the scariest thing. Everything else, I mean, I worked with many different clients while I was doing my own marketing consultancy, mm. and they range from charities to trade associations to tech companies to lawyers. So I was used to having to think on my feet, be agile, think about different sectors, not be phased Mm. by the complexities of different sectors, the jargon, 
you just can't be phased by that. So then I just looked at this as another customer in a way. That's really interesting. And a lot of freelancers, people who are sole traders, been on their own for a while because you're on your own for about 10 years, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Think that they don't have transferable skills. And it's just not true, is it? It's not true at all. And yeah. it is all about that. Um, it's the soft skills, that mindset, being flexible, being agile, adaptable, uh, being able to just pick anything up and, and run with it and be confident in your own abilities and not scared that, well, actually, I don't know anything about this sector, so I can't do it. Mm. Why not? <laughs> um, because that's what you do as a freelancer. You go into all sorts of, of scenarios and environments and, and you take it in your stride. This is just the same. Oh, okay, good. I think that's heartwarming for people out there, <laughs> definitely. And and now, what what do you love about being part of something bigger than Emma? Um, I am definitely learning something new every day, sometimes every hour of every day, <laughs> um, which the pace and trying to keep up is a challenge. Um, it's a good positive one, but it's it certainly is a, a, a challenge. Um, and I think it's the potential. It's, it's very exciting to be in part of something that has got huge potential. Um, you know, the potential is global. We can make this whatever we want to make it. So that's really exciting. That is really exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. So what, what don't you like about being a director of a big, bigger business? Um, because we're looking, we are in it, it's scaling at the moment and we're looking to, to grow substantially. It's at the moment, what has to happen is putting all of the detailed processes and systems in place. When you're small, you can get away with it. And when you're one person, you can get away with it. When you suddenly get to a certain size and um, the order book and the revenue and everything gets to a certain size, having efficient systems and ways of doing things so that everybody knows what to do so that it's efficient, but also so that they know who's doing it, whose role is what, that suddenly becomes really important. Mm -hmm. And if you don't then start thinking about that and putting that in place, it actually inhibits growth. So that's the bit that we're at. Mm -hmm. I just personally, my nature as a strategic marketer looking at big vision and getting excited by potential to have to put my head into nitty-gritty detail that's sometimes hard <laughs> it is hard I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you and say even the small businesses would benefit in in getting that those processes at least thought through before they grow and that that's what our platform is is about that's what tricress is about is getting yeah. those things in place even before you grow so that the growth is less painful i yeah. agree with that i think it depends what you're doing i was just thinking with my root scene hat on that we were so busy in research and development and designing and developing and making the product 
that if you don't have a product and it doesn't work, mm -hmm. forget everything else. True. So I think it depends on your business as to how quickly you can move to the processes and systems stage. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Who inspires you, Emma? Nobody in particular. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I... I talk to lots of people and it's just little nuggets of information and things that they say about little things they've done. And I go, I can see that. I can see how that would work. And then I come back and I implement that. Oh. That's the kind of stuff I love rather than some amazing guru that I'm going to follow. That doesn't really float my boat. But talking to people where they've been there, done it and they've gone, this is what worked for me. That's the stuff I love. And, and do you know, that's what our Entrepreneurial Journey podcast is all about. We, we've never interviewed anybody who's, you know, made it or exited with millions. We only interview people who are currently on that journey so that they get exactly that, Emma, those, those little nuggets, those little tidbits that other people have tried and gone, do you know, this helped us or this mindset did this. Um, and that that's the purpose of this podcast. And I know you've been to see uh, a friend of ours who actually will be on a podcast soon, who's been really helpful recently around building revenues, hasn't he? That's right. And I think it's about having that advice at the right moment. It's all about timing, isn't it? Mm. And um, you get to a point where you go, this just isn't working. How do I do this differently? having a conversation with somebody where they're experienced and they've been there done it um it helps you accelerate what you're trying to do rather than have to fall into every um pitfall and work your way out you can jump over them yeah uh, and that's that's exactly that's exactly what's happened and yeah and the conversations and the help i've had um literally this week um have, have been vital in where our thinking and where we're going to go next in our on our revenue generation and that was for the price of a coffee wasn't it not even that <laughs> <laughs> totally free totally free Wonderful. that's what the networks are about that that's that's the collaboration that tricrest really want to encourage other entrepreneurs do because it is incredibly helpful isn't it it's really powerful it is. yeah and and then it's just making sure that you're available to give back as well yeah. Yeah. and sometimes that giving back comes in the most uh unanticipated strangest forms mm -hmm. and you just say something and somebody you know latches onto that and you have a conversation you don't think you've done anything but to them it's enormous yeah yeah definitely i like that okay what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning emma um i'm a very optimistic self-driven person and just having a challenge of this can be a global company and be amazing is enough for me mm, wonderful wonderful and what keeps you awake at night um, not very much. I'm usually exhausted. 
<laughs> the thing is having a, a mechanism to switch off or else I would. Okay. So it's having that something where you leave compartmentalize and leave the work behind. Uh, I think having that and learning that skill and learning what it is that helps you switch off is really important. Otherwise you can be doing it 24 seven. Yeah. Working out what that thing is for you. What well, what is it for you? You're able to share. Uh, it's a mix of well, you go home and um, straight into uh, um, being a parent, mm -hmm. and um, the um, the trials and tribulations and joys that come with that. Yeah. Typ typically, food on table, chauffeuring to various social events or what have you that definitely disengages brain. Uh, exercise. That's another one. Um, that's 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 really key. Um, swimming, um, yoga, um, mm -hmm. just get in the zone of that, and uh, then that helps switch off very quickly. Do you know what I've discovered recently to switch off in the evening? Go on. And it's not wine. Um, it's knitting. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> it's knitting and I'll, I have discovered that knitting has the same effect on me as meditating um, amazing yeah I, yeah that's how I did so there's I, there has to be kind of that break doesn't there between yes. uh, work then you know if you have got kids or a busy social life you, you're busy with that but there has to be that sort of quiet bit somewhere to let your brain go still and i've discovered that knitting does that so. downtime yeah, yeah it is it's discovering what that is it's reading for me right. i go through an enormous amount of novels right read right. every evening okay what are you reading now oh um it's called the tiger's wife oh yeah it's very it's very interesting um so um uh, Eastern European civil war so um, kind of it's fiction but kind of based on 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 Yugoslavia conflict um, and um, so it's really really interesting and tigers escape from the zoo and uh, yes <laughs> the zoo gets bombed and <laughs> Brilliant. I can't okay. say anymore. It sounds a bit strange, but it's really good. <laughs> and if, if, if Root Scene was a business, um, what kind of personality would it have? Mm. Um, that's a tricky one because there's two sides to it. Okay. And, you know, with any business, um, the culture and um its personality driven by the directors the founders and who's leading the mm. company and the vision and we've got two very different people leading the business so we've got the very factual analytical technical side mm. because what we're doing is very accurate survey instrument design and development Mm -hmm. It has to work, it has to be right, it has to be accurate, it has to do what it says on the tin. Okay. And that's definitely not my mindset, it's the other director. So we have that side, but then we have the let's go for it, opportunistic, seize the day, which is my contribution. So it's oh. a mix of those two. Oh, 
Oh, okay. That's a, that's a nice yin and yang. Yes. <laughs> has its moments, but it's very complimentary. So that is quite, if, if those kind of opposing modes of working work together, if you've got sufficient common ground in terms of the way you communicate, then they can work beautifully together. Yes. I, I, I've seen an example in recent weeks where they, they don't have the common language and they literally, the, the technical person, analytical person is talking and the big picture kind of feeling person just doesn't understand a word they're saying, literally doesn't understand them. And I've, I, I, it was something that a sales coach that said to me actually in 2018, which was, we were talking around a topic that I can't even remember what it was. Mm. And uh, one was saying one thing, one was saying another. And he stood back and he said, do you know that you're violently agreeing on this point? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying the same things in different language? <laughs> I love that, violently agreeing. Yes. So I use that all the time now. Whenever mm. we get heated, it's like, do you know we're violently agreeing? <laughs> Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it I mean, takes the heat out of it. It does. I'm going to feel that, Emma, if that's okay. That's fine. It's Great. not mine in the first place. <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, so um, people can go to the website, which is rootscene.com, which is literally R-O-U-T-E-S-E-E-N-E.com. And have a look and, and look at this wonderful technology that you're involved with. I know, I know you, you've got lots of tenders out there and, and I know you already uh, export um, to the States, is it? Yeah. We've, yes, we've got customers, uh, various customers in countries in Europe. And then our, our primary target market is um, North America. And Great. we do have customers there already, Canada and the US. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Emma, it has been an absolute delight to speak to you today. Thank you so much for your time because I know how incredibly busy you are. Um, You're welcome. Thank you and best of luck. And uh, I look forward to seeing the global domination with root scene at the helm. So do I. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> bye. Cheers. Bye. bye. The Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast talking business and building a culture that's kick-ass where we make it happen grab your seat let's have